Play the fucking intro. This is Dustin. I'm Chris. And this is SLC Punkass. Punkass. Yeah. This is special edition episode 88 and a half. 88 and a half. Chris, what is it? What's special about this one? Dustin, we're doing Punk Origins. Yes. So pre-1977 garage rock and bands that would fit in that genre-ish. Right. About two months ago, did a 77 punk. So all releases starting at the beginning of the year to the end of the year anything that was released 77 and that's really just tracks released you know these bands were getting together pre-77 but 77 is that year that people talk about you right. know for punk and so we did that episode now we have what led up to it proto-punk even yeah some of these are for sure proto-punk these some of these bands are going to be bands that influenced punk bands but they're kind of the right. start in this and is a lot our of opinion them, of and it. a lot of them are literally it's punk rock right it, it's literally punk rock. It just didn't have that name yet, um, especially when we get down to Peru. Um, but anyways, Dustin, we got a lot of different tracks here. Chris, the um, first one you picked. So some of these, we did research, yeah. and we said, oh, this one, that makes sense because we read about it. And other ones we've heard, and like, yeah, it fits here. Let's do right. it. Let's talk about it. And so this first one you picked, and we're starting chronologically. By chronologically. The, way. the whole thing, we're going to tell you. A little bit from about the start the band. to the end. We're going to lead all from? the way up to 1976. To 76. Is that last one on here that's highlighted? Do we not have that one? No, I didn't. Uh, we'll get to it at the end. I opted not because it just didn't seem to fit. I couldn't talk about it in the way that we're going to be talking about the rest of this, in my opinion. Fair enough. Dustin, let's start it off here with the trash man. So, pre-punk, leading up to punk. What yeah. started it? And this is where our kickoff point. Right. So, so Chris, so, you picked this. Yes. Yeah, so, surf music. So, think of the, the Beach Boys, right? This is in there, uh, the distortion of the vocals. Um, the speed, the tempo. Speed, for sure. Um, but just the the musical structure of this song, The Surfing Bird. This was released in 1963 right. as a single. If you've ever seen the movie Full Metal Jacket, this song is featured on it. Nice. Um, this band's from Minneapolis, Minnesota, Minneapolis, by the way. Yes. So we're going to talk about where these bands are from to kind of, as you were, <laughs> put the pin on the map, you know? Uh, and oddly enough, you know, we're talking about surfing music. Minneapolis. But, but where there is no water. What kind of fucking surfing no, are they no, doing in Minneapolis? No, no ocean. I meant to say. Right here. Here's the best part. So, yeah, man. I mean, you can hear that influence that this is going to take in. This is not an acid rock song, it's, right? I mean, it's it's fucking go, right? Right. What do you think about the Serpent Bird? I, I I can see where it fits. It's a fucking annoying song, isn't it? Oh, it is. Like I'm, I'm a, I think I'm gonna skip to the next one. At this well, how point. many how many hours do we, we have left? We of him proved going, our point. Ooh. So this is where. My kickoff point was going to start, but Chris brought up a good point, and so that's why the show kicked off there. 1964 London, the Kinks. Yes. And I, I know that there's a lot of punk rockers that definitely are Kinks fans. Right. Um, and a lot of people who are fans of punk rock definitely point to the, pink, the Kinks as, as a, a leading force of punk rock. Hear that sound? 1966 album, Face to Face, fourth studio album. So this came off self-titled, their very first album. This is You Really Got Me, October 2nd, 1964. Yeah. 
hear how those vocals are coming across? What I like about the Kinks is, is that they were really influenced by black music. Little Richard. Right. Um, and and so it's one of those things where I, I love that. I love how rock music is a conglomeration of not just one race or one group of people, but it's such a tie-in of all different things, right? Absolutely. Um, and for Little Richard to be such a, a grand influence on, on the Kinks is just awesome as shit. Would you put Little Richard then maybe as one of those bands that we should be talking about, or, or musicians, I guess, sure. th- that we should be talking about as a, an influencer um, in, um, in punk rock? Yeah, I mean, it influenced the kinks, but see, then you're... The influence of the influence? Yeah, and then how far back do you go? How far you know back I mean? do you go? Well, I'll tell you right now, you can definitely go back as far as, as jazz music. And, and Sure. You know, it's the roots of rock, um, which come from, uh, you know, gospels and, and all these things. Listen to that distortion of the sonics. Tell me, this is 1965 Tacoma, Washington. Sounds like punk that was in the 70s, punk even in the 80s. This Definitely. has that sound. And you'll notice that there's a lot of that influence of, of this early punk, or if you will, this proto-punk to the 80s punk rock band. And, and I mean, oddly enough, influenced, the Sonics were heavily influenced by Richard Berry. Um, you know, and, and, and he, again, black, early black rock music, right. Motown rock music from the 50s. Um, you know, so it's, it's really neat to see that influence and, and kind of that continual change that was created by these bands in, these, in the 60s. One of the reasons why I said pay attention to where these bands are all coming from, right? Right. This one, kind of uh, an oddity, as it were. The the Sonics, funny enough, they, they come from uh, Tacoma, Washington. And this was released March 1965. This track's called Strict Nine. Off of the Here Are the Sonics. I mean, this is... This is the Seattle sound before Nirvana. Sure. Well, this is where a lot of those bands we hear in the 70s that were creating the punk that we know when it was called punk, right? Right. That has this sound. Now, there's people who argue that punk rock did not come out in 1977. came out in 1965 in Peru. Right. And you and I both heard this and we're just both kind of like oh wow yeah because it's crazy it's those cycles so we're talking about bands that were kind of influenced not really what you call punk bands right garage rock right you know the sonics but this is los psychos the psychos uh with demolition it's a single the song is demolition 1965 in peru wow right Kind of has that surfing sound right. undertone, it's always right? going to have that. Yes, absolutely. That, right? that guitar. That. Yeah. And he's got vocals that go along with that surfing music, but he's also got a, a gritty oh, yeah. vocal coming out. He's got an That was you. <laughs> it was. <laughs> That's fucking so cool, man. Los Psychos, 1965 Peru. 
There's no this way. This was May 65, just two months after the Sonics. And you have to remember that there's no way mass media wasn't about yet. Right. We're, we're talking very limited mass media in 1965. We're talking three television stations. Um, we're talking local, very local radio stations. Um, and, and so for there to be this, you know, Los Psychos in 65 in Peru doing something the Trashmen were doing in Minneapolis, St. Paul in 63 is crazy, just that, the, the similarities. Maybe uh might have influenced somebody else. Well no, watch me now was this one. Yeah, yeah, no, we know which one was first. Anyway, the Standells. Uh Los Angeles, nineteen sixty-five. November of sixty-five. November sixty-five. So later in the year than the Sonics and Los Cyclos. Dirty Water, man. Fucking cool song. This is almost one you have to see them perform, too, to kind of get the full picture of the band. Yeah. You know, they're like a grunge version of the Beatles. Yes, yes, absolutely. Very fucking cool, man. So they're from Los Angeles. I read that this song is about, like, the dirty, polluted water in Boston, I think. Yeah, they, they play the Standells at Red Sox games, at Bruins games. Yes. This is what they play. This is Dirty Water. This is what they play when the Bruins win. There it is, why. Boston, you're my home. So, much like, you know, they, they have goal songs and they have intro songs, this is their winning song. It's pretty cool. Stands from 65. You know, I'm hearing a lot of these 60s songs we're playing, and I just get what was influencing a lot of those 70s bands, man. Oh, yeah. They have a whole bunch of great songs. The Shake. Um, Dirty Water was a hit. Can't Help But Love You was a hit in 67. Sometimes Good Guys Don't Wear White was a hit in 59. Or excuse me, in 66. Uh, White Pick On Me. 1966 also. Charles River, 80 mile long river in Eastern Mass. It's a cool band. I get the influences, you know. Again, we're talking about what was leading up to punk, what helped create punk, what influenced those bands. And you get that. And you gotta, again, you gotta see the video. Look at it, watch the video for this. You'll get a, a, a better idea. Dustin, moving on. To one that I was a, kind of a surprise pick for me uh, that you had made, um, but they're fucking, they, they are so influential, right? Right. I mean, um, they're their own kind of, this they, was their very first album. The, the Who is definitely like the more poppy kind of band, right? right. In, in, as far as music goes. But this uh, early Who here. Which is... December 3rd, 65. This came out a month after that last one. Roger Daltrey, Pete Townsend, John Entwistle. Entwistle. Entwistle, thank you. And Keith Moon. They're the who. Right? And so the sound a little bit, the sound starts to go away as they progress as a band and get into well, the yeah, 70s. They become, they, yeah, they, they become uh, more of a pop act. Yes. But this and then their, their stage act. You know, Pete Townsend, one of the first people 
the trashed the stage, you know, slammed the guitar into shit, kicked shit over, and you know that that punk rock uh, stage show, the punk rock <laughs> stage presence. Uh, yes, exactly. I can't explain was popular with pirate radio stations. Uh, that was an early single of it. So it, they 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 were definitely one of those bands that was very kind of on the fringe and then and then kind of came in right so when it comes to the who some early who influence but more what the band was doing maybe a little less of the music especially based on where the the music went Right. Well, the music definitely went in a in a weird direction, or uh, you know, you you know, it went their own direction. It went to the pop direction, is what it did. This didn't. This this was their rock. More of the the garage rock sound. Yes. Here. Big, and they were, of course, a big kind of um, leader in the mod subculture. Right, right. We've talked about mods, you know. Talked about scooters in the past. Right. Uh, since we're talking to our buddies there, 45 adapters, and, or excuse me, uh, uh, suede razors. Suede razors. Thank you, guys up in Canada. It's around the same time we're talking about. Um, but um, yeah, you know. So it's now Quadrophenia in 1973 is seen as like one of the great, you know, releases. But it's where they're definitely all in on acid rock and, and those. Right. So that kind of di- uh, direction. Good in its own right, but really not influencing anything in not punk at, the, at Not that at that point. point, no. All right, Chris, we're going to jump to the next one. The Monks. This is good. The Monks are interesting. Complication! Complication! From West Germany. But, but five American GIs. Yes. Constipation. But they were in West Germany. They recorded in Germany. They were yes. managed in Germany. But they were American GIs. Yep. Yeah. Avant-garde. This was released May 1966. This tracks Complication and it's off of their album Black Monk Time. You hear that? I mean, that's totally leading into punk. Proto-punk. Yeah, it influenced uh, the Dead Kennedys, influenced the Beastie Boys, right? And, of course, just the fact that they're anti-war, man. They're singing against the Vietnam War. There's some that avant-garde there, yeah. Yeah. A lot of bands, late 60s, early 70s, you know, different type of different types of bands. So the Doors had that, yeah, that keyboard. Yeah, fucking organ. Yeah, there you go. Mix in there. But different sounds, you know, the Doors and then the Monks, even though they're using the same instrument, have similarities. Definitely different roots. What they're singing about, you know? It's avant-garde, but it's not the stuff you would have expected to hear at Woodstock. <laughs> you know, that hippie, anti-war type stuff. This is, yeah, has a different sound. Oh, much edgier. Right. All right, Dustin, moving on to the next one. Question mark and the Mysterians. Every time I think of it, right? Think of Mysterion from fucking South Park. There is that sound. Oh, this is good. These are Mexican Americans from Bay City and Saginaw, Michigan. Michigan, right? So remember, we're putting those pins. Well, yeah. Here, remembering where everybody's from. You gotta remember about Motown, man. That was right? the fucking epicenter of music, and that's where a lot of these bands are. Is from that. Northern Central Area, including this one. 
One hit wonder. Yeah. But this was a hitter. Yeah, 96 Tears came, it was number one in U.S., number one in Canada, number 37 in the U.K. Why do you think this one, so this is more of a, a research, wasn't one I knew of or came across that I thought, oh, this should be on there. This was more of a research and people talking about this yeah. one as being a, a proto-punk, punk-influenced band for the that 70s punk to come. As you said, this came out in 66, so what do you think about it? Uh, honestly, I, I think that it has to do with just the, well, first of all, the vocals on everything that we've heard, they're, they're coming through a can, right? They're, 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 they're not just talking, you know, there's that distortion that, that happens with it, right? right. Um, and and I, I just think that, you know, and some of it has to do with maybe what, what, you know, what they're seeing about, definitely not the case here. Um, this is definitely a swinging song, man. It's got uh, a good melody with the with the organ. You know, they're using the hell out of the organ there on this one. Yeah, they are on this one for sure. Um, but yeah, man, it's just it's 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 the whole entirety of the composition that, that lends itself to to having a, a punk rock sound. If you will. Why do you think it was 96 tears and not like 97 or 98? Or 93 or 94? What do you think the message there is? I got 99 problems, but a bitch ain't one. <laughs> Maybe that's where he got the influence there from. <laughs> Next up, Chris. By the way, Bay City, Bay City Rollers. Anyway. There you go. Uh, music Machine, Dustin. Music Machine. So we went from 66. We're going to jump up to 69. Where are these guys? No, sorry. We're staying 66. That's the next one. So August 66. This is November 66. LA, Listen to that spoken word. It's spoken word, but it's like a, an aggressive tone. Right? It's an aggressive tone. We're listening to it not on, uh, in mono. We're listening to it in stereo. You can tell when you're listening to something that should be in mono when it does that. We should hear the same exact thing on both ears. But we're hearing here, we're to hear two different things. Remastered versions of these yes. mono. Yeah, there's not very many I have originals of. They're all remastered. What everybody has against me. Very cool right there. Oh, oh, all right. So these guys are all folk rock guys. Right. They came together. And um, they changed from uh, an E to a D flat. Um, as their their uh, baseline of their music, what they play. So it's it's very that's that that sound that very dark sound that they have. Um, and of course they also wore black clothes and dyed their hair black and, and uh, wore just one leather glove. A lot of punk rock bands followed suit. Well, that was the Music Machine with Talk Talk off of Turn On the Music Machine. We played this band before, yeah, man. but MC5. when doing talking about this topic, this is from '69. You got to talk about MC5 in this. Lincoln Park, Michigan, 1964. They came together. So fucking good, right? Um, everything's in it. Psychedelic rock, blues. That tempo, the way the, the vocals are delivered. I know 
Rock and Roll Hall of Famers, man. Protesting the Vietnam War at the Democratic Convention in 1968. Nice. Um, then with a bunch of hippies in Lincoln Park in Chicago. Excellent. That is definitely a, a punk influence, a pre-punk, or what's leading to punk, or what's creating well, Politically, punk. they're very punk rock. Right. Right? You know, that's, that's what it comes down to for me. Dance, motherfucker. So everything leading up to here, maybe the kinks, you know, maybe the monks, maybe, uh, you know, some people will be like, oh yeah, that's for sure, that was punk, that was garage rock, whatever. But now we're really getting into what punk was, what was really evolving. Up till now, it's probably what was influencing what's coming. Right, and, and under, understand that there's no specific sound to proto-punk. It's it, it's it's more about the, the just that the whole movement of music, what was happening, right, with music at the time. Um, so it's not like well, because because the sound goes to, to, to lends itself to being punk rock. So this is also 1969. This is August 1969. Ann Arbor, Michigan, home of the University of Michigan, and also the Stooges, including Iggy Pop. I think the majority of people out there would consider Iggy and the Stooges, you know, early punk, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's the Stooges, man. They are punk rock, right? This you is got 1969. You got to see them two years ago, punk rock bowling. I did. Iggy Pop, headline in one of the nights. Played a bunch of Iggy Pop songs and played a bunch of Stooges songs. We've played a ton, and that's why I picked 1969. That motherfucker would roll around on glass. Yeah. He didn't give a fuck. Very Zero punk rock. fucks given. Very punk rock mentality. Led into what bands like Black Flag or Gigi Allen and, and some other, you know, extreme uh, stage antics, as it were, or whatever you want to call it. Showmanship? <laughs> Showmanship, sure. Another year with nothing to do. Another good song from 69's I Wanna Be Your Dog. Yep, we played that on the show. Yeah, we did. I watched him play that live two years ago. That's fucking cool. Alright, Chris, any final thoughts on Iggy? And the Stooges, or just the Stooges? No, just for me, I, I, I consider this to be punk rock, uh, without a doubt. Well, this next band, a lot of people, same same opinion. Yeah. I tried to find the most punk rock sound <laughs> from them, because they have a variety of sound. Janice said when she was just five years old, there was... I don't even think this was their first album, but this is off of Loaded. The track's called Rock and Roll, and this was released November 15th, 1970. 
over a year after the Stooges came out with uh, the Stooges album. But again, this isn't the first Velvet Underground. I just think it kind of has more of that punk sound, punk transition sound. So the Velvet Underground is Lou Reed. Uh, yes. And and what's odd about this album, Loaded, is Lou Reed recorded this album, but then left the band. So they put this album out in the stores after he left Velvet Underground. Um, and so he like pretty much was. I gave him an album full of hits and left. Fucking crazy, man. right? Um, but Lou Reed is is part of that punk mentality as well, right? Yeah, kind they're from a, New York, and that was that punk person. scene, late 60s and early 80s, definitely had, a, not 80s, 70s, early 70s, had a lot to do with the development of punk, leading to bands like the Ramones and such. Yeah, and, uh, you know, he, he definitely was a leader in the underground music scene, right? You, you know, he became a, a glam rock guy, right? Right? Then he got a bunch of meth. Meth will knock down just about it. Other people in that scene, David Bowie, right? Alice Cooper coming up around that time. All right, Chris, any final thoughts here on the Velvet Underground? We're going to jump coasts. We're going to go out to San Francisco. A lot of people talk about this band. They released this March 1971. They're from San Francisco. This is the Flamin' Groovies. The album is Teenage Head. The track is called High Flying Baby. And this, uh... This Charles Manson's band. Must be an asshole. <laughs> I got a woman, baby. She's so clean. Red sticks, two little options. Alright, Chris, first impressions. What is oh, yeah, you can hear it, man. I mean, Stones and everybody else, right? Right? It's got oh, that she sound. Baby, she don't care. I'm gonna find that, baby. I like that, man. I'm gonna get away. I'm baby. I believe Rolling Stones came out with an album same year. I think I read this. And Mick Jagger said that the Flamin' Groovies did this sound on this album better than the Rolling Stones did on yes, theirs. They did. Yeah, Mick said it. Sticky Fingers was the one that this is against. that blues riff. I think they kind of have a, you know, maybe a start to that, that rockabilly sound too well, yeah, definitely playing rock and roll man and you know that's that's that blues based music right which we stole from black people right but i like that the vocal delivery too maybe not as much this part
like that drop. Yeah. All right, that was San Francisco. Again, we're doing chronological you order. Jump, you gonna jump the coast again? We're jumping coasts again, Chris. We're going chronological. We went from March '71 with the Flaming Groovies in San Francisco to back to New York. Back to New York City. July yeah, 27th, 1973, with the debut album from the New York Dolls, man. And I mean, the Dolls, Iggy. That's that's punk rock, man. Right. It's that piano going a little fucking crazy now, I like right? It. David Johansson, he was a cool front man. AKA Buster Point Dexter. <laughs> Yeah, man, Dolls are definitely a band that it, it's punk rock, right? Before punk rock was even a thing. When I think of old school punk, the people that were starting it, there's, there's bands like this, you yeah, know, absolutely. like at this point, they're making punk. They're not making what influenced punk. They're maybe making what influenced the punk that came out in 1977. But punk came out before 1977. That's just when it really exploded and you got yeah. so many cool bands. But. Well, I mean, New York City's an important place to talk about. You know, we're talking about where this stuff's coming from. And and New York City is definitely something we're going to be saying a lot here in the next couple of minutes. New York, um, L.A., London, and then your Michigan area, surprisingly. Detroit, Those are your big right. fours it's, it's, in this discussion. Exactly. It's Motown. Yep. It's New York. It's L.A. And it's London. Yep. But that's what it is. And to some degree, San Francisco. Sure. The Bay Area. Um, which I would take from Seattle all the way down to San Francisco right, as, West Coast. As, a, as a culture group. Right. They had a lot of great ones. They weren't around together that long. You know, guys in the band yeah, no, leave and do. And, and then they broke up and they came back together for like a really short period of time. And right. Broke up again and we're done. Well, David Johansson kind of, he went and did his own thing and a lot of the other guys. I watched a documentary. There's one, or there was one anyway on Netflix. I'm not sure if it's still there, but if you get a chance, check it out. It, it was pretty cool. Chris, next up, we're going to go back to the West Coast. This is a version of them live in New York City, though. Oh, okay. This is the Droogs. 
I thought the Droogs needed to get played in this, but I couldn't find, I had a hard time finding anything, really. And so this is a live performance of He's Waiting. The He's Waiting single is released 1973, so same year as the New York Dolls, but this is on the other coast. I mean, you can hear them, dude. That's punk rock, right? That's why I thought they need to be added in on this one. We're going to see the Drugettes at uh, Punk Rock Bowling this year, right? Like I said, we kind of evolved out of the what was leading up to it, the, what was the proto-punk, what was the garage rock that led to punk into what was, you know, uh, the bands that were taking influence from those bands, hereby influencing the bands coming in the next few years from this point. And the Droogs, that's a live version of He's Waiting again with 1973, Chris. And that was in L.A., so we're going to jump into the next track. And we're going to jump coast again. <laughs> so we're going to go back to, back to New York. Played a couple tracks from the Dictators already. It's one of those bands that, you, you know, that's a punk band, man. March 75, so we've jumped from 73 to 75. Go Girl Crazy, Dustin. That is the name of the album. It's so uh, It's such a fucking, like... 60s, 1950s, like hokey. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm so girl crazy. Oh, he's girl crazy. You know, like, <laughs> the fuck. Wholesome. Justin, this is uh, Richard Manitoba. Richard Manitoba. Otherwise known as Dick Handsome, Handsome Dick. Yes. <laughs> uh, Dick yeah. Manitoba. Dick Manitoba. They have a, you know, they're a band that people will talk about as being one of the original punk bands. I think this, it definitely has a punk sound, but maybe more of a early 70s rock and yeah. they kind of evolve well, more as they put more out it's definitely a garage band from the 70s or you know yeah right and so uh yeah man you can hear him on sirius xm doing the uh, underground uh, garage show oh dick manitoba does that now it used to be little steven well it's it's in he does the handsome Dick Manitoba radio program in Little Steven Van Zandt's Underground Garage Set. Gotcha. Because right, the whole channel shows on gotcha. the channel. Yeah, he knows, he 
He knows punk rock, dude. I mean, the guy fucking literally is one of the innovators in it, right? Absolutely. Uh, he was there creating, inspiring, being inspired by some of these bands, I'm sure, that we've talked about. But he was just in that scene while it was growing, developing, seeing all these bands. All right, Chris. That's the Dictators. That's Weekend. We're going to jump into the next one. You familiar with this band? Yeah, I love the Backstreet Boys. <laughs> bye, bye, bye. This is Wayne County and the Backstreet Boys, currently known as Jane County. Same spelling as Wayne, just with a J. Take a tip from me and get ready for the big parade. The big parade. This is, is like place to be a history of the scene there in the last, you know, in that past five years or so. I mean, this is, they were regulars in the, uh, the punk scene in places like CBGB. And Max's Kansas City, which is this right. song, Max's Kansas City Part 1 and Part 2. It's a Georgia-born singer, but this band's based out of New York. See? Talking about those bands. You got a personality crisis, baby. We just played personality crisis, Chris. Maxis, Kansas City. Maxis, Kansas City. Maxis, Kansas City. And of course, I have a live version of this when Jane County was performing it. Okay. Which is the same person, by the way, Chris. Wayne became Jane. Yes. See? There they are. Talking about all of them. Lou Reed, Iggy Pop, Patti Smith, New York Dolls. I don't know if everybody's catching all that, but if you're familiar with band New York Dolls, and he's changing each time he mentions it to a different song that the New York Dolls did, it's not the same one. The first one was the personality crisis. Okay. Get that? And then I he's didn't talking catch about that. he's talking about the uh, the other bands, the other people that were involved well, yeah, with the scene. Yeah, caught, the, caught all the bands that are, that are mentioned. I didn't. It was Didi Ramone. Yeah. Right. Let's creep up. The heartbreakers are gonna give you a taste of going steady with pirate love. And you better watch it because my backstreet boys are gonna rip you apart. Rip them up, boys. The downstairs is packed and the groupies are all dressed up. Upstairs, the New York dolls are kicking in. That's very cool. It's a good song. It really fits. Uh, it really fits what we were talking about here, right? It'd be best if it was that last song, and maybe I should have made the exception and made it the last yeah, song. Yeah, probably should have. But I'm sticking with chronological order, Chris. Los Angeles. I ain't talking about Detroit City. See, I'm talking exactly. I'm talking about New York City. Right? Exactly what we're talking about. I'll sum it up in this song. Baby. Hey, man, what's happening? Uh, where you going tonight? Well, I think I'm going to go down to Max's and uh, check out a couple of rock and roll bands. Oh, yeah? Who's playing there these days? Well, there's uh, a Heartbreakers, Cherry Vanilla, and a Staten Island band, Wayne County, and the Backstreet Boys, the Fast, Hera Ubu, John Collins, Tara Toledo, 
suicide, the Ramones, Blondie, the Dolls, television, talking heads, all the views, mom, the poppies, the marbles, the planets, the Miami's, just water, tough dog, right? Richard Isn't that amazing? Lance Slad and the Mumps, another pretty face, and Mink DeVille, and phew. Oh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, they got this new group that everybody's talking about called the Psychotic Frogs. Wait, 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 wait just a minute. There's just one more thing I forgot to tell you. You better not forget to bring your masquerade mask and your uh, ego trip, because you're going to need it when you go down to Max's Kansas City, baby. That's right. That's a cool song, man. Right. This was recorded back in 75, right? So... It's like a roll call of fucking punk rock. Exactly. New York punk rock, right? Released uh, January 1st, 1976. Hi, Chris. Death. Death. This is, these guys formed in 71, so a lot of people will say, you know, like the first punk band. This might have been, depending on who you ask and whatever, but they, they actually released the, the music, is, so it's their first release. This is the Detroit... Uh, you know, if, if every every scene, every city, every scene that was specific to punk rock, if everyone said, "Oh, that's that's our contribution, that's our first punk rock band," this might this would be Detroit's because first punk the Stooges came out of Ann Arbor, right? <laughs> this would be Michigan's first. I, I would say, you know, maybe a little bit more edgy than uh, than even the Stooges, Stooges were at that I time. I agree for sure. Such a modern song. You can play this in any era, and it's gonna it's gonna have uh, a new sound. It's gonna feel the same, right? This isn't something you hear and you go, "Oh, it's dated," you know. Uh, it's something that you hear and you go, "Yeah, that's that's fucking great." That could have been released in any generation. I think this was a band that was overlooked, not by everybody. Don't want to put it like that, but. In the later years, like in the last, what, 15, 20 years, got so much bigger than what the influence could have been. By the way, David, Bobby, and Dennis Hackney, all African Americans. Yes, they are. Pre-bad pre brains for anybody that, yeah, has that, is, that puts that out there. This is, the, this is the black punk rock band. Yep. Well, this is exactly this is politicians in my eyes from death it was released in 76 so smart So got, good. They cover the bases, right? They're very political. They're very punk sounding. You know, they're, they're against the grain. You got a great sound. Great sound. So cool, man. And keep in mind that we're playing them in 76 because when that's when the 
release was official, but these guys were a band for five years before they put out recorded music, right? They're out making these songs, performing these songs before that. So when you, when you have the timeline, this timeline we've got is not completely accurate. You gotta, when bands are getting together and making their music and performing it, isn't always when the, the records are getting recorded and dropped. All right, Chris. Yeah, man. Great band. Death has got to be on that, you know, that. Oh, yeah. Who's sure. the first punk band? Well, Death's on that list. In 1977, the only band that mattered came out, right, Chris? But before the only band that mattered, Joe Strummer was doing something else. I was going to say The Clash. But yes. yeah, Joe, Joe Strummer was the, the 101ers. Yeah, the 101ers. This is what Joe Strummer was doing first. Kind of like what you described with uh, Lou Reed. Like he recorded an album, and then by the time this album was released, he'd already joined The Clash, I believe. <laughs> yeah. But this is what... Definitely a, a, an album and a band to talk about. They're a rockabilly band. Right. Um, well, they went on to play other songs. Uh, yeah, nobody, I think another guy in the band. Nobody fucking cares about them. Another guy in the band. This band joined Joe Strummer when he did Joe Strummer and the Mescalaros after The okay. Clash. You know, so the, there's more contributions from this band. Did but this is what Joe, Joe Strummer was doing before The Clash. Yeah, did you know Joe Strummer is born in Turkey? The capital of Turkey in Arca? I did not know that. Ankara, sorry. I did not know I that. I didn't either. I saw that. Pretty cool. Yeah, man. It's all about Joe Strummer, right? Yes. You'd be hard-pressed to find a lot of stuff from the 101ers. But this is Joe Strummer and yeah, the no, 101ers. Yeah, nobody, nobody fucking cares, right? It, it's, it's kind of funny. Right. Uh, he definitely outgrew the band. Oh, quickly. In, in history. But they're from London. Real quick, the last band we're going to mention before we play the last band is Patti Smith, as you heard on the, the Wayne County song, just one of those people that were the influence. Patti Smith came out with her album Horses. I was thinking about playing Break It Up. I was trying to find something, because she was big in the New York punk scene, but I just couldn't find anything that had a punk sound at this point. You know what I mean? Uh. If if this was released in the 60s or were playing with those bands in the 60s, it would have been more along those lines but to me while I'm hearing it it's not doing what these bands in the 70s especially around December 13, 1975 when she released that album it didn't have that sound so that's why I didn't include it on this episode but she is worth mentioning as being one of those originators in the punk scene and, and, and I'd like to mention Debbie Harry absolutely Blondie as, as definitely one of those early uh, well, that's what Blondie was. Right? Blondie was a punk band before uh, disco came about, and then they yeah. became a disco band. And uh, best hits in punk rock ever. Excellent. Good observation there, guys. Gotta just go that direction real quick. Big Debbie Harry fan as well. I'm a big Blondie fan. Good job. Good so, job. Yeah. Well, Chris, this song's wrapping up. We're going to play one track. Wrap this episode up. It is the Ramones from their debut album, The Ramones. They released two in 77. This one came out in April 23rd, 1976. They're from New York. And this is a track we haven't played from that album yet. And it's Now I Want to Sniff Some Glue. And it's punk rock. Hell yeah, it is. They didn't even know they were punk rock. They called themselves like bubblegum rock originally. But they're punk rock.
want to switch the blue. Nah, never was a blue snipper. I don't get it. <laughs> Just a great, uh, great collection there of, uh, of stuff. Uh, I'm, I'm very impressed with, uh, with that list. It was a lot of cool fun, man. Cool subject to talk about. Yeah, definitely. You know, if there's something that we uh, didn't play that you think is definitely a proto-punk, something from the early parts of the scene that we should have played, hit us up. Uh, yeah. Let us know. You know, I'm, We can always do a part two, but absolutely. also just for curiosity's sake, like what did we miss? Yeah, we want to hear it. Absolutely. If we would have known about yeah. it, we would have played it. And, I mean, we could definitely go with some of those female pioneers that, that we didn't mention, um, you know. Uh, or that we didn't play. We mentioned but didn't play uh, for sure. Right. Dustin? Yes. Play the fucking outro. Yeah.